Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMM Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. It's been a month since I last updated you on what's been happening in my businesses. So today I'm going to bring you up to speed and I'm going to tell you exactly what has been going on over the last month. Now, I'm pleased to say that on the whole, it's been a pretty good month. It hasn't all been good. There have been some issues. I'm going to talk to you about some of them today, but I do feel like the pressure is on. Christmas is on the horizon. There's a lot of work to be done. I'm spinning a lot of plates at the minute. And this is the real task when you run several businesses. So today I'm going to take you behind the scenes. Let's lift the bonnet on my businesses and see exactly what's happening. Please sit back, relax and enjoy today's episode of the HMO podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Welcome back, guys. So today I'm going to bring you up to speed on exactly what has been happening in my businesses over the last month. It's been a busy month. It's been a chaotic month. I feel like I've been running around like a headless chicken. I've been dragged from pillar to post dealing with lots of very reactive stuff. It's been one of those months. Every time I've boxed something away, ticked it off my list, something else has just appeared in its place. And I think this this is the real challenge when you run property businesses and when you run several businesses, how well can you keep these plates spinning? You know, can you keep the wheels in motion? Fortunately, there's nothing too bad that's happened, nothing that's been unmanageable at all. And that's always positive. But I'm really conscious that Christmas is on the horizon and the workload is increasing. I think other people are now starting to realise that there is quite a bit to do before the end of the year. And everybody switches off a couple of weeks before Christmas in our industry. And then, of course, everyone is off over the Christmas period. So I tend to find that we lose a good month between December and January. And that's all got to be factored in. So we're now starting to do whatever we can to get things done before that Christmas period to make sure that when we do come back in January, we're not on the back foot. Where do I start? Well, let's start with building projects, refurbs, developments, the big, exciting, sexy stuff. We've got a few things on at the minute, haven't we? So I think last month I updated you on most of the projects. 
Hillside is my five to six bed student let. I am so, so, so excited about this. I'm really, really looking forward to sharing this project with you. We are about a week away from completion. Everything is on site. And one of the issues that we've had in the last week or so is that everything was perfectly arranged and aligned and things were going really, really well. We were very much in line with the predictions and the timeline. And we had the flooring booked in, the carpets and the hard flooring. And I'd booked out two days where those guys were just in the house on their own and no one else was there to bother them. At least that was the plan. I got a call on the morning that the carpets were supposed to go in and the carpet hadn't come into stock. This threw a massive spanner in the work. Not just that, it wasn't likely to come back into stock for a couple of weeks. So I had to get my carpet fitted to fly up to me from the Midlands, choose another carpet, get it reordered. And we lost a day there. We actually lost a bit more than a day. Now, it doesn't sound like the end of the world, does it? But <laughs> what this meant was that this then impacted the delivery of our furniture. Our good pals over at Landlord Furniture Co. came on Wednesday this week And this has been planned for about six weeks, maybe eight weeks, to drop all of the bedroom furniture. A lot of stuff. Beds, mattresses, wardrobes, desks, chairs, a lot of stuff. And of course, there was nowhere to put it. Everything just sort of got dumped on the ground floor because the carpet fitters were upstairs trying to get things down as quickly as possible. And this meant that the house was just filled to the brim on the ground floor with furniture. And it made it very, very difficult for everyone to get in and work. And at the same time, the decorators were trying to get back in to do a bit of their last bits. And of of course, that was totally impractical. And all of my deliveries from Amazon and Ikea and Laradu and all these places that I've been shopping online and making the most of the Black Friday sales, everything started turning up. And it should have been fine. It wasn't. But the good news is, look, I've got great guys on the side. Everybody I work with is used to this sort of stuff happening. And rather than panic and fly off the handle, sometimes you just got to take a deep breath and find a manageable solution. And that's exactly what we did. So it hasn't been totally straightforward this week, but I think we should just about catch up. It's all decorated. Flooring is now down. Furniture is now in all of the bedrooms. More or less everything for the project is on site. So next week is going to be about staging, preparing, snagging, cleaning, all of that sort of stuff. I can't wait to get in. It is looking so good. Honestly, I think that this is my best yet. I can't wait to show you. In other news then, across some of the other building sites... The workshop at Faversham is still being held up by bricks, believe it or not, but they've been ordered. We are honestly two weeks away from completing that project and we need to get it refinanced. We need to get some cash out. We're unencumbered on that, but it's got a lot of cash in it and it's probably worth somewhere between £275 and £300,000. So we'd like to get it finished. We'd like to get it refinanced now. It's looking absolutely brilliant. Mark and Powell have done a superb job of designing it. It's a really exciting space. I can't wait to go down and stay in that myself. So I'm really, really proud of that. I think we've done a great job. But yeah, it's a shame that it's just dragged on over the last few weeks because we definitely could have. If it hadn't been for the brick issue and the delay there, we could have got this finished several weeks ago. But that project, Faversham and the Faversham Workshop are almost done, I think, By the next business update, I'll be telling you that it is finished and looking superb, and we've closed the door on it. Hibernia, that's our big 
commercial to eight flat project, the old factory conversion. So we basically tore that down more or less to the ground level. We did keep a couple of walls, but that was literally it. Everything, every floor through the building came out. We have since built it back up to first floor and then to second floor. And in a couple of weeks, we should be at roof level. So things are absolutely flying. We lost a couple of weeks because, maybe not a couple of weeks, but maybe 10 days because we had an issue with the scaffold, had to take some of the scaffold down. That meant we had to come off site and it's just delayed things a little bit, but hopefully we can catch up. It is it's looking good. It's really coming on. And hopefully before Christmas, we can get totally watertight on that project, save for perhaps the windows, but at least if we can get the roof on, we are cooking on gas. But keep an eye out on my socials. It's a big project. It's a messy project at the minute, but starting to come together I think, <laughs> you know, it's like progress, but is it really progress? Because we took half of the building away that we bought, first of all, to then rebuild it. But yeah, I think that that is progress. Poplar House, that's our four to six flat conversion. That's all underway now. The guys have been in there stripping out this week. And that should be a three to four month project. We got what we think are good and fair prices on the refurb. It all went out to tender. And yeah, hopefully... The guys make really good, really quick progress on that. We'd like to be done and dusted in that by spring and then we can get it refinanced on the market and all let out. The land on the side of that one is now for consideration with planning. We're starting to think about the scheme. Is it going to be a couple of apartments? Is it going to be a muse, sort of detached, sort of two or three bed unit? We'll see. But we have got a bit of, sort of time and space cleared in our diaries now to start looking at that. And the other big project is St. Augustine. This is our latest purchase. We picked this one up at the auction and it's about 5,000 square feet of really, 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 really awful and incredibly ugly commercial space. It is the ugliest building I've ever bought, but we have already got in a couple of weeks plans for the revised planning. So we bought this with planning. We don't like the planning and actually we don't think it's a particularly viable scheme. We have revised them and the scheme that Mark has drawn up looks really, really, really great. We've got a few tweaks and amendments to make and then it'll be going into planning and then we'll just have to wait and see. But it's not going to be a contentious scheme. Actually, we're reducing the scope of the development, trying to retain the number of units and actually reduce the build cost significantly, which in the end should actually make it much more viable. This is the sort of stuff and the clever sort of stuff you need to be thinking about and doing if you're buying commercial projects. So I'll keep you updated. We're not going to be building this one out until February next year. So it's not likely that I'll be giving you any real updates on this project for quite some time yet, other than around the planning and bits and pieces like that. So exciting to be moving forwards with it, but there's a long way to go on that project yet. So let's get into the nitty gritty of the HMOs. Occupancy, maintenance, student lets. Oh, it's the wet season, isn't it? November. It kills me. Every time it rains, and it really does rain up here in Sheffield and in Manchester, I just look out the window and I think, oh God, you know, how many issues are we going to have with roofs today? And I think as I'm recording this today, I think we've got three or four issues, none of them themselves that significant, but it's it's almost more frustrating when it's not that significant because there's a leak and you know it's probably going to get worse, but it's not obvious where it's coming from. It's really difficult to justify getting someone up there and then people do and you send roofers and then, you know, we sent 
we could see there was a slip tile on one roof, for example. Send a roof up there. And the quote was £1,600. And I mean, I'm just sort of just staring into space thinking, how? Yes, it needs a few tiles to come up to be lifted. Yes, it needs refelting underneath. But how is it coming to £1,600? And of course, they could do it tomorrow, but it's £1,600 anyway. I think on that example, we ended up, we've got someone who's going to do it for more like £500 and do exactly the same job. I find it really, really tough with the roofers, if I'm honest. But that's what we're contending with. We've also just got a lot of little annoying, frustrating maintenance stuff. I get one example is we've got a mouse. I think that that comes under maintenance. And this mouse is just like beating us all. No matter what we do, no matter how many traps we lay, no matter how many times we get in there and look, for like a point of entry we can't figure it out and this mouse just appears and then he goes away for a few weeks and he does his thing and we think yes we've got him or we've solved this problem and then he comes back and we get a picture from the tenant and this mouse is just really kind of boldly and very confidently just sitting in the middle of the kitchen floor and understandably the tenants are getting frustrated but we're incredibly frustrated because we've sent pest control we've laid the traps we've done all of these things and this little bugger just keeps coming back so anyway that's just one thing drippy showers and taps we had a waste trap go some blown window panes just these little things that are just really really annoying and just take a lot of organizing and getting people there and quotes and things like that so got a lot of that going on at the minute generally speaking though we do find that through the winter months through autumn and winter maintenance does just ramp up we just find that there is more to do when it comes to properties i don't know whether it's people spending more time in their properties and seeing things more and using things more so there are more issues and they're more likely to to tell us but certainly at the minute we're feeling that there's a lot more to do with regards to maintenance and just to give you context to that by the way we've got about 40 45 items across the portfolio right now that need dealing with none of them that major the roofing ones are probably the biggest ones but yeah they all take time they all need someone to go they all need a job sheet they all need tracking they all need an invoice so there's a lot of stuff going on i suppose from that point of view student lets and occupancy well on the professional side things are going really well still we are very much like on our longest streak ever which is great we've got a couple of people on notice now so actually we are filling a couple of rooms. Never great to be filling rooms sort of end of November into December. It's possible that we might, by the time they move out, which is going to be a few weeks, it's likely that we're going to be sitting on a few empty rooms until January, mid-January, which is always a shame, but it's kind of just the way that it goes. Hopefully not. We'll do our best to get them filled, but we'll have to see. From experience, we're going to be sitting on at least one or two rooms just through to the new year. And I think we'll probably have a two, three week board in that, which is always disappointing. Student wise, though, things have really picked up. So I think maybe my last biz update, I did say that it has started a bit slow. It had started to pick up, but it had definitely started slower than previous years. And I kind of suspected this might happen. We really did have to push the rents and increase things. And we went really early. Maybe in retrospect, I went a little bit early with some of them. And I think what that meant was some of the tenants, some of the students were a bit hesitant. Some of them didn't bite, didn't book the viewings, and our ads sat there and didn't generate much. We got some away, but usually we're getting inundated, and that just didn't happen. It has picked up, and just to give you an example, over last weekend, I think we got about 15 inquiries just for one property. So it's really picked up. We've got about half the portfolio away already, deposits in. We've got some of the tenancy agreements already signed, some of them out for signatures. So it's really picked up. And I think, 
And I'm pleased, actually. I think what this is saying is that, yes, there was a little bit of intrepidation in the market. Tenants were a little bit anxious and they were just waiting to see and wanted to do a bit of shopping around. But I think we've probably pitched the prices just right. We've kind of got the value piece just right. And actually, people are now starting to sign up. And I think I'm pretty confident you know, we've got about two, three weeks from now to get everything, sort of get what we can done before Christmas, really, before the students just disappear. And that's it until mid-January. I'm confident that we can get sort of 80% of the portfolio let before Christmas. My goal is always 100%, but... I'm a realist, I think 80%, particularly as we're pushing rents, and that's okay. I'll be really pleased. So I'll keep you updated, but we've done lots and lots of viewings. I think that's the other thing. We're finding we are doing more viewings. We're doing more viewings, getting more people around. We're just finding that the conversion rate isn't quite as high as it has been in previous years. But it's going well. We're getting there. I'll keep you updated. Right, let's talk about refinancing then. This has been one of the most challenging things for me over the last three months, Obviously, you know, with the way the market is, it's been challenging for everyone, but I very much found myself right in the middle, right in the crosshairs of of all of this uncertainty. And it's just made it really difficult with mortgages. So you might remember on Favish from the main building, we had some issues with that. We eventually got a loan through like a seven-figure valuation and I think five-year fixed rate on that is about 5.4%. So actually, in the end, we did well. We've done okay on it. But it started at 3.5%, and the three months we were applying for it, it jumped from there to five, almost 55 That's all boxed away. But the workshop at the back and the project that I've been talking about today, the one that's just finished, we've been applying for the finance on that, and we've been having the same issue. You know, we've gone to one lender, the rates went up, we've had an issue. At the same time, there's been a bit of an issue with the title. We've got to split the title. We're going to split this workshop off the title, the main title. That itself is not an issue. But to do that, the lender on the main building insists on us putting it in a separate SPV, which is not an issue in itself. But because that was sort of only, I suppose, determined in in retrospect after that the original application went in on the workshop, the mortgage company used it as an excuse to chuck us off the product that we were on, which was a good product, sort of in the low fives, and all of a sudden were jumping up to rates in the sevens. So. We literally went from something in the fives to something in the sevens with a 4% arrangement fee and a 1.5% exit fee. And honestly, eye-watery, this made it really difficult to actually see any sense in doing it. It That was at a 75% loan-to-value. It was for an SA, which is why it's so high. It's a specialist product. But there have been very few lenders in the market. It's been really, really tough. There's been a lack of competition. They've put the rates up. and. We just got to a point where we said, you know what, actually, we're not doing it. No. So we decided to wait and we've waited and we've been exploring some other products. And at the minute we are looking at going with somebody else. And actually, in just in that couple of weeks while we've put the brakes on, some better rates have come to the market. We might end up getting a bit stressed on the loan to value. So actually, rather than 75%, we might be at 60%. Now, that's fine. That's okay for us. It's still doable. It's not really a massive problem. Of course, it'd be better to get 75% and it'd be better to have a cheaper rate. But being realistic at the minute, we're not going to be able to have our cake and eat it. So we're making do with what we've got. And I'll let you know in a couple of weeks where we actually get to with this. But this is one of the challenges we've been dealing with. It's really, really tough at the minute. And just be mindful if you're refinancing anything or thinking about refinancing anything in the next six months, you're likely to have to contend with similar issues as well. The lenders are being much more picky with the stress testing, less so of an issue with HMOs, but more of an issue with anything single let based. 
there's very little competition in the market for specialist products like SAs. So you're finding the rates are a little bit higher. And a lot of lenders, what they've done is, whilst what rates have come down, so theoretically you'd expect the consumer rates, the interest rates that they were paying on the products to come down a little bit. And they, they have a little bit for sure. But what they've done is chucked on these arrangement fees, almost just to make sure that they're making a bit more money out of it. So Yes, it's definitely more expensive at the minute. So just be warned, be careful, make sure you, you've got a good plan and don't let yourself get into a position where you have no choice. That's not a nice place to be because these lenders, they can be bullies. So that is pretty much it for this month. I said it's been, been a chaotic month amongst all of that. And in the middle of all of that, there's just been a huge amount of admin to do. New bank accounts, new companies to set up, sorting out certified IDs with solicitors. You know what it's like, all of that stuff and much, much more. And one thing I have been doing, end of November, Black Friday sales. I am a big fan of Black Friday sales, particularly as a property investor. I've been buying loads and loads of stuff for the properties and especially for our projects that are just coming to fruition now. So the workshop and Hillside, the six bed HMO. I've been taking advantage of all of the amazing sales online. So particularly for furniture, you can pick up some really great stuff. So I like to get the bulk of my furniture from Landlord Furniture Co. They do all of my student bedrooms, but I like to get some special pieces, some stuff that gives the properties a bit of character and just something a bit different. And I actually enjoy the process of actually finding them, if, if I'm honest. I've got some cool tables, some cool chairs, some coffee tables, some sofas, and all at massive discounts. So if you're buying anything at the minute or you're thinking about buying anything soon, if you've got a project coming to completion anytime soon, Make sure you do have a look at the sales because there are some phenomenal deals out there at the minute. Just be careful with the deliveries because we've had things coming left, right and centre with different couriers and it has been a challenge to actually manage those deliveries. So that's just the one word of caution. Landlord Furniture Co, of course, they turn up on the day they say they're going to turn up and it's a piece of cake with online purchasing with all these shops, it's a little bit more challenging. But that's it for this week, guys. Busy week, like I said, been dragged from pillar to post, but on the whole, I've got to admit, it feels like it has been a good month. Edging towards the end of the year now, there's plenty to do. I'm going to be giving you some updates before we close out for the year on where I've been up to and managed to get to with my own goals, what my goals and objectives are going to be for next year. So I'm going to start thinking about that. In fact, I've already started thinking about it. So keep an eye out for those coming. That's it for today's episode. Don't forget that I'm on hand over in the HMO community. If you want to come and chat about anything I've discussed in today's episode, any issues that you're having yourself, any wins, anything that you want to celebrate with us in the community, come on over to the HMO community. It's our free group on Facebook. 5,300 of us now. It's growing every single day. It's a wonderful place to find support, guidance and advice. Of course, if you want to level things up, if you really want to figure out how to build and scale, systemize your HMO property business, head over to the hmoroadmap.co.uk. Everything you could possibly need, including tons of downloadable resources at the templates, Dozens and dozens and dozens of lessons, masterclasses from experts in our industry, dozens of incredible case studies filled with inspiration to help you do amazing projects too and much, much more. It's all there waiting for you. That's it, gang. Thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget that I'll be right back here in the very same place next week. So please join me then for another instalment of the HMO Podcast. (laughs) 